Welcome back to Market on Close. We're tracking a big bullish start to the week here. No sign of cracks forming in the rally. Chris Versace is with us next, the Chief Investment Officer at Tematica Research. Chris, what do you think about Dodge and Apple in the big tech names, even for a bullish portfolio manager? Uh, you know, I was a little surprised at that. You know, typically people are, there are a handful of names that people have to kind of be in. And just given Apple's size in the S&P 500, it's a little surprising that that would be one that they uh, sidestep. But having said that, though, when you listen to how they're kind of focused, the dividend yield strategy that they have, uh, Apple, I hate to say it, just doesn't pass, pass the hurdle for that. Yeah, fair enough, right? You've got standards and uh, you got to apply them even to the Giants. Today, you've got a pretty gigantic move happening. What's your gut tell you when we've had a lot of big, bold head fakes like this in a long trending bear market about to celebrate its one year if it makes it to November? So I would say this, uh, not only is, has there been a roller coaster ride, but remember we've got 350 plus companies reporting this week. There's a number of headwinds out there, slowing spending, concerns over the consumer, dollar headwinds. I, I, I know you and Kevin were talking about some of these earlier on the program. Uh, I firmly believe that they're there. And you know, I'll, I'll just tell you straight up front, I think the expectations for 2023 that call for still 7.6% EPS growth for the S&P 500 have got to come down. And I, I think we're going to start to see uh, an accelerated move lower in those numbers, really not just this week, but in aggregate over the next two, three weeks when we have not just the 350 companies reporting this week, but several thousand companies reporting. Yeah, it's going to be packed, and the analysts are not expecting a whole lot of growth. So to see us pick up the pace and suddenly shrug off inflation right ahead of the numbers on the bottom line is certainly a, a tense setup. What do you think has the best odds to perform here, Chris? I know you've got your mind on some of the consumer stocks today. Yeah, no, I do. I do. You know, one of the things that we try to look at in the Action Alerts Plus portfolio is, you know, what is the road ahead? We know that the Fed is going to continue to increase interest rates. I think uh, the Fed funds expectations now is something, you know, hovering around, you know, 5% exiting the February meeting. So what, what does that tell us? It tells us borrowing costs are only going to go higher. Right. That means, you know, uh, slowing loan growth. That means, you know, the one point one five uh, trillion in consumer credit is going to be even more costly. Right. For consumers uh, to service. We've already started to see the slowdown in the housing market and we, we see more of that ahead. So we want to be a little more defensive, uh, picking areas where we know that people are going to continue to buy. And one of those areas you, you mentioned, uh, you know, the staples. We candidly, we like some of the food stocks, but not necessarily the food stocks that most people would think. Um, you know, companies like a PepsiCo, companies like a McCormick, these are companies that, you know, tried and true tested business models as, as evidenced by their ability to increase their dividends, not, not just in years, but over multiple decades. Pepsi seemed to really, uh, you know, nail that home uh, uh, in the last earnings, a rare pop. Uh, and passing that inflation cost right on. But a stock like Coke, as similar as you can get, is down near the lows. Uh, so it still seems like it's a pretty stock-specific story. How limited is this group of success stories in the consumer staples category? Or can you find companies that have the same prowess as the PEP? 
and Frito-Lay. Because that's really what <laughs> yeah, I, is, the, is the Fritos. Snacks. Snacks, 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 Oliver. You're, you're 100% correct. So you really want to look for that. And, you know, as much as people like to, you know, size up Coke and Pepsi, you really have to understand they are two different companies. Uh, you know, obviously, there's, there's the growing beverage portfolio. Uh, they, both Pepsi, Coke, and others, are trying to tap into, you know, non-sugary beverages, waters, milks, what have you. But the leverage for PepsiCo is without a doubt the snack business particularly here in the US, it's its highest margin business, great generator of cash. So you know, when we look around at other companies that have that combination, there aren't that many. Uh, I, I do believe maybe it's worth a look at Utz, for example. Uh, we, we haven't dug too deep into that because it, we, we just are enamored with Pepsi's ability to continue to generate cash and raise that dividend. But that's the same characteristic you have over at companies, you know, like a McCormick, which has gotten beaten up, you know, even though we're heading into its arguably best time of year, something I, I, I affectionately refer to, and I often get lampooned for it, so feel free to jump on as <laughs> season's eatings. <laughs> all right, I like that. Hey, I'm all for that. That would make sense. It's very literal. It's the time of season, you do a lot of eatings. Uh, Chris, so <laughs> you know, I was thinking more about the holidays and how people eat at home and all of that. I didn't even, I have to be honest with you, I never even caught the season part to it. <laughs> nice. All right. So these companies are kind of uh, in a place where they can have enough steady demand. They can pass on some of the price, their basic goods, even if the economy slows down. How much of that part and economic view is in this thesis. If we suddenly get data prints like booming again, let's just say this crazy scenario happens. Do these companies fall back out of favor? It's a good question. And I, I think that that could very well happen. But as we look out over the next, you know, three, six, potentially even nine months, it's hard to see what is going to really kickstart that turn. Um, you know, even with folks, even today, I think, you know, Moody Analytics and others are starting to call for a recession in the second half of 2023. You have to ask yourself, what's, what's going to light the fire to reignite growth? And while it could happen, uh, we haven't seen any signs yet that we're even close to seeing that happen. But again, if anything else, if it, barring all things, expectations probably have to come down more first in order to get there. All right. I like it. Good stuff. A nice uh, little heads up for us into the earnings season coming around the corner uh, with the consumer chat. Chris, good to have you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You got it. Chris Versace, Chief Investment Officer at Tomatica Research.